Welcome back to the End Time Podcast. As we begin this next series of episodes, I would like to consider how we have abundantly laid out our standpoint on the absolute of the Word of God. And according to 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16, it says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So as we approach this season, we would like to take and answer questions from a scriptural standpoint. We will use quotes and thoughts from other sources down through history, but always in support of the Scripture, for that is our absolute. And as we consider these things, I would like to ask you also to consider the words in 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 4 to 6, which says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So with this in mind, let us take our own thoughts on these matters and these questions and allow God to bring them into obedience to Christ, which Jesus Christ is his word, which is our absolute. And as we have spent much time considering the way of a true prophet in the previous season, the scripture tells us this in Numbers chapter 12 and verse 6 to 8. It says, And he said, Hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. My servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all mine house. With him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently and not in dark speeches, and the similitude of the Lord shall he behold." Wherefore then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? So with this in mind, let us consider this question. If Brother William Branham is the Elijah of our day, what vindication does his ministry have to that claim of being Elijah? I want you to consider for a moment that the only man we look up to is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the only one that we do and must always lift up and exalt. And Elijah always was one who lifted him up. You could think of Elijah's ministry in the Old Testament. He pointed the people back to Jehovah. So did Elisha, the one that came after Elijah, anointed with a double portion of the same spirit. He pointed the people back to God. John the Baptist, when he came, he said, There is one coming whose shoes I'm not even worthy to loose. Speaking of our Lord Jesus Christ, he was sent to make straight the path for Jehovah. But what about William Branham? Does his ministry have the same proof to lift up Jesus Christ and not another? What I'm asking is, what is the vindication of his ministry today? Maybe I'll jump in right away, and I'll just say that the word vindication might be a word that could be common if you... If you study the Bible or, or if you've been a student of the ministry of William Branham, the, the ministry that was only pointing to Jesus Christ, we're not looking to Brother William Branham. And so the word vindicate simply means to show, to show or prove to be right, reasonable, or justified. All it means is if something vindicates something else, something proves something else or shows something else or it shows that it's true. 
um, would it be justifies the, the, it. It justifies it. It it warrants it. It it substantiates it. Establishes it. Demonstrates it. I think that was a very good point um, where you started from, Brother Andrew, on um, on on talking about you know um, that our absolute is Jesus, and what we we actually pointing to was is Jesus Christ, and not so much a man, a man because. I mean, down through the scriptures, if we look, I mean, God always needs hands. He needs a voice. He needs right. feet. Because we know that God is a spirit, as the scripture will tell us, I think, in, in, in John 4. 4, 22. I think the scripture will tell us that, that God is a spirit. And, uh, you know, those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And now, when, when God has to has to bring his word because for every age every season god has a certain word for the for the days of noah we've been through this before you know the days of noah he had a message and as he had a message he needed a man to bring forth that message in the days of of the children of israel in bondage he needed a man to bring a message to bring a mate to bondage so all the time god always has a man that he uses um to do his work but if we look carefully also these men that come they are always pointing back to Jehovah, if we're looking at the Old Testament. They always pointing back to Jehovah. They never pointing to themselves. They never, you know, lifting themselves up. They always lifting Jesus up. And, and as Brother Andrew was saying, we're not so much here to, to, to lift up a man, but to lift up Jesus. Because th this ministry that we're talking about, that, that, you know, God used Brother William Myron Branham to bring, was actually to bring Jesus back in a relationship with man again which was lost and had been lost for a very long time and has been through ages of darkness and many, um, many mistakes or, or misinterpretation of the word uh, in, in doctrines and different things and all these things that went um, sideways in the, in the denominational world or, or in just the Christian realm, I would say. Catholicism yeah. in the dark ages. In dark ages, uh, you know, brought a lot of confusion. But the truth can never be hit. The truth can never, you know, be lost. It has to come back. There has to be a restoration. But God to do a restoration, he's going to need a prophet, as we said, you know, in Malachi chapter 4, that, you know, there's going to be someone that is going to bring us back to the truth. And that's what God was doing through the prophet William Myron Branham, was to bring the truth back. He, he didn't bring anything new, William Myron Branham. But he just came to tie what we'll say, the loose ends, or the, the things that were left, you know, misunderstood or you know, um, I don't know how to how to put it, but the things that were kind of not clear in the, in the Bible, and he came to bring all those back to the truth. But it wasn't him; it was Jesus bringing a revelation or the truth or the the misunderstanding that has been all down through the ages. So it's all about Jesus and the truth of the Bible, and that's why Brother Andrew, as he was saying, all is going to be based on scriptures and not so much you know, on, on trying to point to a man or anything like that. I think that's a good, it's a good point because it brings us, we can go right back into scripture and see that something that I didn't even think about as we were talking. But if you go back to the, the message of Moses, Moses came to the children of Israel after they had been in captivity for 400 years. God had revealed himself to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They had Joseph. But after Joseph had, had passed away, his last words were, don't bury my bones down here in Egypt, but take, take me up with you. When you go out, I know you'll be delivered. And, and God said he would. He promised Abraham, take me up to the promised land. But then after that, they still sojourned in that land. They were captive for so many years, and they would have lost 
some of what God had spoken to Abraham and some of what God had spoken to Isaac. Because as time goes on, things just get more and more misconstrued. Even in the secular world at that time, there arose a Pharaoh that knew not Joseph. Yeah. And that was the time that Moses came. There was a part where things had moved on and the memory of things had faded. Yeah, I believe that um, to understand how God used a prophet or, a, or, or, or a, uh, the ministry of prophet in, in this age, we as a Bible readers, we need to understand how God used the prophets in the Old Testament. Yeah. Because every man that he chose to uh, he vindicate his ministry mm-hmm. so he proved it he proved by his word that this man was speaking the word of god yeah yeah, yeah. and as and it was when god brought them out of egypt he he it was god wanting to reveal himself mm-hmm. but he he needed a man to go down into egypt to get the children of israel to bring them out so he could talk with them so now Moses goes to the backside of the, or is in the backside of the desert. He meets a burning bush and God says, I want you to go to Egypt and deliver my people. And Moses protests and says, I can't do it. <laughs> but he also, if I remember right, and I'm going off the top of my head and we could back it up with scriptures and find things if someone wants to find it quickly. He, he says, God, how do I, how will they know that you spoke to me? Mm-hmm. And God says, well, throw your rod on the ground throws it on the ground and it was, it becomes a snake. How will Pharaoh know? How will Pharaoh believe me? I think is what he says. How, how can I prove this? Becomes a serpent, picks it up by the tail and becomes a stick again. And then God says, furthermore, put your hand in your bosom. And it, it, he pulled it out and it was leprous. He said, put your hand in your bosom again. He puts it in and he pulls it back out again. And it was just pink and like normal flesh. And God was said, by this, they'll know that there's something supernatural here, that this is beyond what a man can do. Though Janus and Jambres, as if you know your Bible, would rise up and try, but God would trump that, and those serpents would be eaten by, by, by God's vindicated prophet serpent. Mm-hmm. Um, he used, he gave him a sign. He gave him something in his hand. What is that in your hand? He gave him something. So then, let me ask you, brothers, this. What did Moses preach? When he got down to Egypt, what was his message? Let my people go. Exactly. I think, yeah, he, he preached a message of deliver- deliverance. 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 Yeah. Because that was what he was told in the burning bush. The experience he had told him, go and you are the one that I've chosen to go and set my people free because you've had the affliction of the people I'm sending you. And he went and preached exactly what he had from the burning bush. But how did God show it wasn't Moses? It was God. He gave him the signs. Yeah. He gave him something that was supernatural. So he showed that it, this isn't just a man anymore coming to show, coming to preach a message and let's hope we have deliverance. Mm-hmm. But it was God coming to back up to show this wasn't just Moses anymore. There was something behind Moses. Yeah. So now there's the types, but is it okay if we look at today and what happened in a cave mm-hmm. and what happened in our day? Before we jump that far ahead, why don't we jump a little bit ahead and go just to show you one more type. Okay. Because I like types. Okay. And that's John the Baptist. Yeah. When did John the Baptist come on the scene? John. The last prophet before John the Baptist was Malachi. Oh, Malachi, sorry. <laughs> Jesus was after John the Baptist, but that's okay. Hey, I mean, 
you know. <laughs> these are these are IQ questions right now. Um, no, no, but Belichick was four hundred years yeah. before John the Baptist ever came on the scene, and in those four hundred years, they had a whole lot of. If, if you go back into history and you can look in the, the book, book of Maccabees, Maccabees and all different things, where there was a lot of confusion, there was a lot going on that was the the pure word of God got distorted, yeah. and before Jesus came, because when Moses was came. When Moses came to deliver the people, it was to bring the people back to God. Mm-hmm. And before Jesus, who's God himself, could come, he sent a prophet in John to bring the people to a place where they could receive God. So now we can go forward to today. And I'll, I'll make this point, and I think we'll make this point maybe a few times in these next episodes, but perhaps as it comes up, but Jesus' first coming, there was a prophet mm-hmm. prior that foreran that coming. Therefore, if we're looking for the second coming of Jesus Christ, and I believe Christianity today is looking for the second coming of Jesus Christ, if you're looking for the second coming of Jesus Christ, you have to be looking for a prophet to proceed. Yeah. yeah. That's just the pattern. It's just a pattern. You can't you can't beat it. It has to you can't beat it. It has to be. It's just simply the pattern that's God works in that way. Now is how to identify who was this prophet, and, and let us not be scared of the name prophet. <laughs> it's become <laughs> such a scary thing today. Like everyone's so scared, you hear prophet, and they just shut the tent down. Be false. You know? Like it's must what be about, false. But what, what about, about the, the truth? <laughs> you know. What about the truth? We can say that this is the last days that we are living, yeah. and uh, right. and we know that uh, um, the world is in chaos. The world is. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus says that uh, uh, the last days will be like at Sodom and Gomorrah, or the, or the days of Lot. And we know that God always has to to speak to that generation. I would say mm-hmm. we'll use a vessel, we use a man, we use a prophet that will say in that way. But in reality, is the the Holy Spirit the great prophet of the age because yeah. is He is the one who speaks. Right. We as a human sometimes we put our eyes on the man speaking. Yeah. Sometimes we we follow a man. As a human, we we tend to uh, put our eyes on an image. Mm-hmm. It's I uh, would say our brothers uh, in the Catholic Church would say they have an image. They have a, a priest or they have a pop to, to follow. But in a Christian in Christianity, we kind of carry that image behind us that uh, we we always want to see somebody guiding us a person or, or an yeah. image guiding us yeah. so but if we if we recognize in this last day we know there was a promise of the holy spirit yeah. so and, and, and there is a promise that god will use a prophet a vindicated prophet to speak to his people mm-hmm. and we know that um god used a man god sent this man to 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 our generation with a message and that message like uh, brother max was saying what me- that message it was to restore the faith to restore the chil- faith of the children to the fathers exactly uh, that's what, I'm, what i want to say um and this uh and uh, i will maybe put something here personal because um uh as a as a, be- a denominational believer i only could see a pastor as a, as as the as the head of the like a, as my uh, spiritual head. A spiritual head, I would say that. Thank you, John. When you were in denomination. Yes, I would say I never heard a, a prophet. There were a prophet. When I heard that, when I understood, when God revealed me that 
God always speaks to a prophet. I, I receive a light that opens up the scripture, especially because everything is in the scripture. Sometimes we don't understand or, we don't, or God don't reveal the scripture to us because we do not read the Bible. We kind of base on what somebody else says. At this time that we are studying the Bible here, we're trying to point you to the Word of God. We're trying to ask you to search the Scripture like Jesus says, because there you're going to find the message that was sent for this generation. And you will understand how God works, how uh, uh, He planned since from the beginning that he will use a man. He's, he uses Ezekiel, for example. Mm-hmm. He used uh, uh, Elijah. He used uh, um, uh, Jeremiah. It always, God had a specific message for that generation. He, and everyone who followed or believed the message received the blessing, received the, uh, the benefit of that, that message. Yeah. They're the ones that can receive the, the one who's actually speaking in that message, which is the Holy Ghost, yeah. not the man. Yeah, the man. Because the, the message for each day is God revealing himself in that day. So the message that, um, you know, we've talked about this before, but when Moses came and was preaching a message of deliverance, why didn't he tell everyone, let's build an ark and float down the Nile? Because it was Noah's message to build an ark. And everyone that got in the ark in Noah's day, they were the ones that received the truth for that day. They're the only ones that were saved. Everyone else died that didn't get in the ark. And the ones that didn't believe the message of Moses, they didn't make it. And here's how I know why. Because the last plague, they had 10 plagues that went forth. And the last plague, he said, you need to apply the blood. Now, he said, you got to take a lamb. You need to apply the blood of that lamb to the lentils and the doorposts. So the, the uprights of your door and the piece across the top. You got to apply the blood with hyssop, which is just a common grass. You got to take it, dip it in the blood and apply it. It was a, what was called a token that you believed the message that was going forth in your day. You believed the word of God. What Moses was preaching. If you believe what Moses was preaching, you were going to apply the blood. If you didn't believe what he was saying, you were not going to apply the blood. And you found out that night when the Bible says the death angel passed through, if you didn't believe and you didn't apply the blood, then all of a sudden your firstborn child wound up dead that night because that was the message that was going forth. And it was God proving this is the word. This is who I am today. Mm -hmm. I'm showing that I'm here to deliver you with my mighty hand and take you out to the promised land. And it's always been that way through history. And even the Bible, for example, the Bible really, I would say it this way, as much as it's the absolute, it is also the history of what God has done through the ages. Okay, we've got lots of history books. And the Bible and these history books, sometimes they 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 junction together and they 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 run alongside. Sometimes there's things in the Bible that you won't find in a history book. Sometimes there's things in a history book you won't find in a Bible. But the Bible is, is, is a recorded history of what God has been doing through his chosen people, what he was revealing himself through. And then when the Bible ended, essentially, as far as men writing the Bible, and it became into what Revelations describes as seven church ages. But in each of these ages that went forward, I know I'm jumping a lot ahead here, but 
there was messages that were going forth that was God showing himself a little bit greater, a little bit greater, a little bit greater. And he was showing that, and there was always different men that were preaching it, different men that were coming, but it wasn't about the man. It was always about Christ. And this is Christ today. And you need to believe where he is at and what he's, what he's doing in this day. But now we've come into our day and that's the point. In Moses' day, they had to recognize the message Moses was preaching. In Noah's day, they had to recognize the message Noah was preaching. In Isaiah's day, they had to recognize the message Isaiah was preaching. In John the Baptist's day, they had to recognize the message John the Baptist was preaching. And there was only two of his disciples that actually recognized it. I can't remember their names. Oh, yeah, Andrew and Philip that, that caught it, and they followed Jesus. Because that's what John was preaching. Jesus is coming. Behold the Lamb of God, he said, that taketh away the sin of the world. He was pointing at this one, and two believed what John was saying, even though he had more disciples following him around. And John's this amazing guy, and we really like John. And he's this crazy preacher out in the wilderness, and he's a voice of one crying in the wilderness, as Isaiah said. And, oh, man, he's just incredible. But John the Baptist is saying, the message I'm preaching is pointing to that guy, and only two of his followers caught what John was actually saying mm-hmm. and went and followed Jesus. So now what we're updating today is what's that message today that's showing yeah. Jesus Christ in our day? It has to be because the Bible does not contradict itself. So the God today cannot contradict the Bible. And it has to come just like it did for Moses when Moses came and there were supernatural signs, just like it did for Elijah when Elijah preached his message on Mount Carmel, and he said, if God be God, serve him. If Baal be God, then serve him. It was a message of a showdown. And the God answered that answered with a supernatural sign that was God. And Jehovah answered, Elijah. So then you you fast forward that up into today. We've got a message. William Branham came and preached, but it wasn't about him. It was what he was preaching was Jesus Christ. And God backed that up with supernatural signs. Well, I just want to add a little bit here what Brother Andrew was was saying. Um, Our main desire, our main focus in this Bible study is to point Christ. Uh, And um, sometimes we can see Christ uh, or we can see Jesus when he was walking as a man on on earth. We can have we can believe in him, but we cannot see Jesus on the earth today walking in the spirit. Mm-hmm. So to understand that Jesus is here or Jesus is walking or, or is on earth today, we need to understand that uh, he is walking in a human flesh. He is in a form of spirit now, as, as the Holy Spirit would say. It says, he, I mean, he has no hands but our hands and no feet but our feet. He uses man. If he was going to use the wind or a tree, he would have, but he used man. Yeah. And Not through the foolishness of preaching, he used yeah. man. He didn't even choose to use angels. He chose to use man. He could have used angels to preach the gospel. But yet is that. But and I would I would even say, you know, I, I desire my own life, and I think we'd all agree on this. I, I desired people to see Jesus in me. As yeah. Christians, mm-hmm. yeah. So why would I look at somebody else and refuse to see the Lord Jesus in them That's right. if they are a Christian. In other words, what I'm saying is when I look at these these men down through the ages, all the way from Adam up to 
Brother Branham, to take my own thoughts and refuse to see Jesus Christ working in their lives, would that not be to exalt my own imagination my own. against the Word of God? There was always two sides of some people that said, Moses, is uh, he's false. Or the other side, I'm sure, that lifted Moses up as the man and said he was God or something. Yeah, absolutely. There, that will have happened on both sides of history. And that, that happens today on both sides of, uh, of Brother William Branham. Some that would say he, he's false. And others that would lift him up to say he's Jesus or something. But there's a spot in the middle that says he was just a man. But God was in him. Yeah. And to not, to not recognize that, yeah, it would be lifting your own... Imagination, or your own thought, or your own view of what God should be. Just like there was a time where Jesus was missed because the Pharisees thought he was supposed to come in on On a cloud cloud (laughs) or something to defeat the Romans, right? And they missed how he came. Thank you so much for joining us at the End Time Podcast. As I said, we are desiring to take questions and answer questions. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact us at etpodcast at etmtab.com or follow us on Instagram at endtimepodcast or you could even find our videos on YouTube at the End Time Podcast or if you just search for us on End Time Podcast on literally anything <laughs> God bless you until next time